Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. I mean, okay. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And speaking of that, tonight is about living a conscious life, mm -hmm. as opposed to an unconscious life, which a lot of things seem to be catered to providing us the opportunity <laughs> to live an unconscious life, yes. which means living by habit, which means living by limiting beliefs, or beliefs that were uh, like spoon-fed to us. Oh, yeah. Many, many things. Anger causes us to be yes. unconscious. Lots of different things. So this is about living to the conscious life. Yeah, to sum it up, anything that annoys you makes you unconscious. It's that simple. And the principle upon which this accelerates into our lives is that we have some uh, unhealed, unconscious programming, and then someone will do something we disapprove of, that will set off our programming, and we will lose consciousness like that. And then you wake up in an emergency <laughs> ward, a uh, psychiatric ward, um, with a restraining order. <laughs> and then you have to buy candy and flowers and all of this because we are living an unconscious life. Last week on the program I read a uh, poem uh, that I recognized <coughs> as consciousness living in an unconscious life. So this is kind of uh, spurred by that. In that, with the great tailwind and the grace of um, whatever divinity you're calling your own this week, um, by the end of the program you may be conscious. So tune in and see. <laughs> no, wait. All right, so to become conscious is to set up flags to keep you from becoming unconscious. And um, we would start this process basically with the idea of um, uh, going through your life and recognizing traumas that activate um, unconscious programs that then create more trauma, that create more programs, that create, you know, and so this is a well, cycle we've been in for a long time, and it's not the most interesting thing I've ever heard of. Well, I would just suggest to people, we invite anyone to call in with uh, things in their life they feel are not working. That is always a clue that there's an unconscious program, and any unconscious program is gonna render, you know, those unconscious programs render you unconscious. But if you think of it like flying an airplane, you have the pilot, and then when the pilot gets in the air, he turns it over to autopilot. Well, we are designed, I think I outlined this a little bit when we did the show on the subconscious mind, that we do have an autopilot. This is a superpower of ours. We can train it how to drive a car and then we never have to think about driving a car. We get into the car and we ride along and we, we have other thoughts, we create things in our mind and listen to radios and talk on the phone and shave and all this like one lady was shaving her bikini area and then had oh, an accident. Good to do, yeah. <laughs> so we do everything because what we've assigned so much to the subconscious mind and what happens in the unconscious mind. And then what happens is if we assign too much in there, stuff that we have to be paying attention to, the plane can go down. So you've got the pilot, it turns it over to the autopilot. The, plane, uh, the pilot goes off into the plane and uh, has dinner and does whatever, takes a nap. And then if there's something that happens that can't be covered by the autopilot, no one's there minding the airplane. And that's what happens to us. We go unconscious over this, but then 
it's connected to something else and we're unconscious, which is how advertising gets to us. Sure. So what we're talking about is how to identify what does that mean to be unconscious and what does it mean to be conscious? I think that's a really good place to start before mm -hmm. we even get into those other areas. I think that you explained it really well about being unconscious. Oh, there yeah. have been times I've been upset about something and I'm nah, 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 in my mind and I'm pacing around and doing that and then I kind of come to and say, what happened to the last two hours of my life? I was uh, getting upset <laughs> about something or I was uh, attempting to calm someone else about down. 60 years of your life, yeah, there we go. Yeah, and that, that I'm concept. not quite 60 yet, but. Well, however old you might be, subtract about 15 years from it, and that's because we have been unconscious as a race, I don't know, what, 13,000 years, give or take, 20 minutes, mm -hmm. half an hour. Yeah. Now, that would be an interesting sort to go through your brain and propaganda that has been installed in my unconscious by corporate entities who wish me to buy their product. Search on that, yeah? And we'll never hear from you again. So we're going to talk to you about how to um, do something about this. We, for years, did um, consciously creating your life, which is an excellent, um, we may indeed reinstate that. But, well, we uh, will, for sure. But, but what does it mean to be unconscious? A lot of people don't even know what that means. Like, what are you talking about? I'm conscious, I'm awake, I drive <laughs> to work. But I really feel this is my estimate, that we only spend 2% of our time right here, right now. Not only in the now, but in the here and now, where you're right here, you're not thinking about something else going on with this person over there. You are completely right here, behind your own eyes, living your own life. Maybe 2% of the time. And naturally, as we age, we become more conscious because we have experiences, and that teaches us to be more conscious in the next one. But some people are very good at blocking that, some that natural process. Some people are genius at, at blocking it. I've heard that uh, good things begin to happen when you have good hot camel soup. Now, before you run to the closet to get good hot camel soup, may I please smack you across the face and say, wake up. This is what we're talking about. Now that's a very benign <coughs> version of it, but if someone, I don't know, litters, whatever that is, okay, and you just go ballistic, as we said, the, the small thoughts can infect us. Fear mm -hmm. can infect us. Absolutely. Uh, all of anybody's, anybody that's got the slightest rhyme scheme with your unconscious programming can take you out like a light bulb, just off and then you do or don't wake up, and then you do or don't do something about all this. The point being that we, we could actually, while all this is going on, at least take steps forward to lead a more conscious life than the one we lead. Uh, you know, the guy passes you on the beltway. My ego must destroy that man, woman, child, whoever was driving chimpanzee for all we know, okay? And so you race ahead in traffic to get a hold in front of that guy and then you slow down because you are the most brilliant thing God has ever thought of, right? Slowing down on the beltway because you're pissed at somebody who passed you. Do you realize how conscious that is? Well, don't bother because it's not conscious at all. It's in fact the epitome of unconscious. Now if you are, if you meditate on a regular basis, and we could recommend that more, meditate on a regular basis. Meditate on a regular basis, okay. If you meditate and the guy passes you, you go, no, oh, he must have something to do. 
boy, that guy ought to think about decaf. Boy, that guy's just not paying attention. And you're okay with it. <coughs> you don't, your, your ego doesn't take over, your unconscious programming doesn't take over, and, and you don't lose what was left of your mind, and you don't... And you stay in, in, in command of, the, ship, uh, of yeah. the airplane. And that's it exactly. And that's what we would like to do for our audience. So please call in, tell us about something that you can recognize that's in this patterning. I always get upset when the neighbor dog barks. I always get upset when the cat won't eat. Oh, that'll never well, happen. Wait. Well, you had said. Where did that come from? Go ahead. Yeah, you had said earlier that whenever you're annoyed, or, or being um, unconscious is when you get annoyed and all that. But even underneath that, that it, that's definitely true. Is it's basically fear. Yeah. Fear is the biggest thing that renders you unconscious because the trick of, of fear is to keep you in the corral of your beliefs. So yeah. if you are having a fear, you're on the outer skirts of it, and it's a good sign. It's like in that um, movie, The Meaning of Life, Monty Python, where they were crossing over the, the bridge and the guy yeah. and the, you know, all that. It was a very funny scene. It's uh -huh. kind of like you have somebody like that guarding your belief systems, and it's called fear. And so what we tend to do when we run into fear, either we confront it directly and seeing it as a friend, and that it's a great sign of you going outside of your boundaries, or we run from it, which is what most of the time people do. And you have to become unconscious. You have to pretend it's not there. I didn't run into fear. Let me run this direction. Well, I had read in um, one of the Pleiadian books that um, if you'll um, call Nemesis, you know, the, the, the part of the universe that loves you in what doesn't look like a very loving way. If you'll call Nemesis by your own name, you gain command of it. So I've always thought uh, that I've died in past lives by falling a great distance and breaking every bone in my body. And uh, so then I decided to call that by my name. And it made a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It really did because you get command of it. Yeah, Marianne nice. Rada's book. Yeah. On the, whichever one that it is, she's written a few. At any and it rate, also shows that that's the thing we're most afraid of is ourselves. <laughs> loss of identity mm -hmm. is what the ego is most, being forgotten is what the ego is most afraid of, but that's another show. So the idea of getting you to the point where you can be in command of the unconscious, right now your unconscious mind is totally in command of you. And uh, as we say, we're a consciousness trapped in an unconscious life. And we're going to do something about that because it's not necessary for this to continue on endlessly. And then you feel guilty about it, which, by the way, makes you more unconscious. And so on and on. So to spin this thing upward, uh, would someone call in if they'd be so brave and bold as to uh, call in with something that upsets them? And by upset, I mean knocks you out of your conscious, and then you go well, into this. Well, and also, it could be, yeah, the unconscious thing, but sometimes that's difficult for people to see, or it could be challenging well, for them to see. see ahead, so another, but not seeing another, past. yeah, another thing to look for is just where do you feel blocked? Where do you always feel stuck because there's something one. holding yeah. you back? But uh, being conscious, uh, unconscious as opposed to being conscious, can be seen like as as if the program or the computer is now programming the programmer is what happens. We program the computer to become the programmer. As, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Instead of us always remaining in charge of the programming. Uh -huh. Don't give your uh, autopilot 
the power to program you and to take over your job. We must remain intact in our own power source, I mean, our yes. power place. I'm becoming so familiar with my autopilot that I just call him auto, which is a, a palindrome. What is it where it's spelled backwards? It doesn't make any yeah. difference. At any rate, so this is um, another thing that will put you to sleep. No, spoonerism is where you change the first letters. Yeah, palindrome. Okay. No, that's where two words sound the same, but they're spelled differently. At any rate, I, I just uh, before we lose the theme completely, uh, something that will put you to sleep just like that is blame. Loss is gain. Hmm? Loss is gain. Blame. I know, you said lose the show entirely, and I said loss is gain. Yes, well, we're gaining it now. Yeah. yeah. I have something so written blame, down about blame, that. Yeah, blame is something that, you're right, we pass it around. Blame is a box filled with guilt and bad feelings, feelings that we don't like, and we say, here, will you hold this for me? Yeah. That's in guilt, or, or blame is we actually throw it into someone else's lap because we can't handle it. But blame will, if someone's blaming you for something, you instantly go unconscious. If you buy the blame, mm -hmm. uh, which means you act guilty. Mm -hmm. Okay, and guilt is, as we've said uh, countless times on the show, Lazarus's concept, a guilt is anger that you don't feel you have the right to have. Now, it took me forever. Uh, I probably heard those words a decade ago, and uh, they're just now beginning to come up online because if I feel guilty, I now automatically search for what the anger is that I don't feel I had the right to have. And once I can figure out what the anger is, once I recognize the anger before it corrupted into guilt, I can see that I can understand that I had the right to have the anger. I had the right to have that anger. It was a righteous anger. Thank you. Be quiet. We're talking. Okay. All right. So uh, once I can get to that point, then I can undo the programming. This has been major for me in digging up unconscious programming that's still running. I just have to figure out what ticked me off um, at someone else's behavior again. And so blame is a form of guilt, if that makes sense to anyone, because it certainly does to me. Because you're angry about that, you blame them for it, and the anger is the guilt, that aspect of anger, when anger is anger that you don't feel you had the right to have. And that'll put you to sleep good. And if there's anyone out there that's still awake, call in with something, because this is very important that we reach and get this, you know, start people on this engine that will clean out the psyche enough to be conscious long enough to read a book. <laughs> you know, TV puts you right to sleep. It's designed that way. Not our show. The, the commercial television that's out there is designed to put you to sleep. You know, you turn, oh, my favorite show, an hour's gone. What happened? I don't remember. Something happened. Oh, yeah, the, the, the protagonist got antagonized, and then he resolved it. And, I forget. I have no idea what happened. What were the ads? No idea, but I have to go get soup. I'll be right back. <laughs> and that's, that's our life. You understand? That's our life. And that's what we do for fun. You get that, right? That's what you do for fun, is you submerge yourself in uh, whatever program that is. What's a good program? Well, uh, so to speak. I mean, you, you know, television could be used as the greatest teaching tool ever, which well, is what we're doing on this show. Thing, another thing that 
that's, yeah. that's very good and very true and, and well said. Another thing that really renders us unconscious is other people's, how, how, other, how we feel other people are thinking about us or our fear of other people's judgment. Uh. It renders us completely uh, unconscious. Have you ever been in a room of women and they're talking, they're having a good time, and then an available, nice-looking, or uh, some kind of you know, appealing guy walks in the room. All of a sudden, the women have gone completely stone asleep. Everybody's trying to please them at the expense of their girlfriends. Or have you ever seen that with guys? <laughs> oh, Buddies yeah. sitting around talking. A girl walks in the room. Everybody pulls out daggers, and they're, they're fighting well, to the guns. death and all yeah, this. Yeah. Or the guns. Whatever. That's what's good about guys. So they just kill each this other I off. This idea, this need, quote, unquote, for having, women do it too, they just do it slower and they use words and they tear the soul down until you have nothing left and then they stomp on it. <laughs> Whereas men, yes. they'll just shoot yeah, you dead. Yeah, I mean, hi, bang, you're dead, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're done here. We'll reincarnate and do it again, eh? Guns All right. for women, no, I'm yeah, just kidding. Good. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All this, I'm joking, guys. Uh, I, I'm, well, I'm some, somewhat like joking. But women, women have their way of killing each other, just like men, oh, yeah. only it's long and drawn out and can be very painful Makeup if you're caught in what do other people think of me. Oh, yeah. Because what happens is we start gathering our power in our judgment of others. Have you seen people, you look at the comments section online, anywhere, everyone feels this power to withhold their approval of you. And uh, I mean, it happens with people yeah. that don't care for the show because they're not conscious enough to really get what we're saying or they're not awake enough. And they, they feel like they have to take this thing and tear something down. Here's the thing, if we go to sleep when we feel powerless, that, that's the kind of game. We talk about dysfunctional families. It's all when we are asleep and we become afraid when we are asleep. And we're what, good at that. What? I've had something to say, it's just washed right away, but something will come up. Was that a Soon blame you were throwing at me? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, there's, uh, this is all channeled stuff in case nobody realizes what's well, going same on here. on the show. Same yeah. here, yeah, we have so no script. I mean, no, you might write a few had, thoughts yeah, down, notes, but I rarely but, do. Yeah, just a few notes of mm -hmm. what might possibly mm -hmm. be said. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to people about realizing that there's a, a, certainly a brain intelligence, and then there's a body intelligence, and I was going to ask people to call in with a name for body intelligence. If anybody can do that, I can do an entire treatise. So uh, we won't wait, but you would pick up the phone and call in. At any rate, this idea of um, becoming more conscious, and that's an uh, extremely important thing to do, uh, to get the foundation laid for you to begin to live a conscious life, is to meditate on a daily basis. I get up early to meditate sometimes, other times I just um, don't get up early, but I still meditate. Uh, this is the foundation of it. This is one of the major tools that can ever be spoken. Uh, if you meditate every once in a while, that's better than never meditating. If you meditate once a day, that's better than meditating every once in a while. And if you meditate twice or three times a day, you are, you're, keep that up for a while and you've opened enough doors that you can get to the point where you're constantly in a state of meditation. And then anything that pulls you out of that state of meditation is very loud because it, it just it harshed your buzz we have enough English going here to get a hold of this stuff. 
this is the idea that you can take command of your life to the point that you can live in this just uh, smooth, the gesture is more like that, smooth um, flow, and then the, uh, that other humans will sense this and <laughs> do whatever it is they can possibly do to upset you. They'll start with blaming or doing something that you find offensive right in front of you so that you'll leave your state of bliss and enter down with them into the, what is the word, unconscious life that we're um, leading. So one, two, three, you are awake. Awake, awake, awake. Yeah, rise, rise like, like the, the rising, rising sun. sun. Yes, do this. Don't think about it. We, we are going to do an event to deputize people as um, planetary caretakers because, let's face it, we're not very good at that taking care of our planet. We're just not. We, we just lost all that. And it could Some be are. ours. Yeah. Some are Every good. once in a while, but that's the thing. Um, you know, if you, um, in talking about deputizing people to be planetary caretakers, if you see somebody litter, just go pick up the litter and, and put it away. But don't make eye contact with them. Don't look at them uh, because that's engaging. And if you engage, you're, you're likely to lose your frequency if you engage with someone, you know, for littering. So you just clean it up and then they, they have to self-correct. You give them no choice but to self-correct. If you go in there and, my favorite, yell at them for being, what is the word, posteriorized. Um, that is the word, think about it. Come on, you can do this. All right, if you engage with them, there's no frequency upgrade. In fact, there's a frequency downgrade so just to take care of our planet, let's just do this. There's so much to be done. Okay. <clears throat> so the, yeah, I agree. Go ahead. Um, so the emotion um, on the topic of the being conscious and unconscious, yeah. we do have like a, like I had started talking about relationships and, mm -hmm. and using this um, judgment to, to lord over someone, oh, um, yeah. that kind of thing. Recognize when you feel powerless, because really that feeling of powerlessness is behind everything. And so becoming yeah. conscious of something illuminates it, and then you have power over it. You are bigger than it if you are aware of it. So the more you are aware of, the bigger you are of, uh, uh, over other things, the more, more um, power you have over other things. Oh, yeah. So let's start with primary relationships. Talking about being unconscious, whether it be a marriage, a, um, you know, parents, best friends, whatever, we get into an unconscious state. We assign the relationship into part of our subconscious, unconscious mind. And then no matter what change that other person may go through, we never recognize it and allow them to change. I have seen this. Yeah. I do counseling with couples all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I see that people will genuinely be making some changes or not mean anything negative about a statement, but the other person has gone on autopilot in that relationship and just assumes that everything that the other person is saying means such and such. And we all, it happens to all of us in all of our relationships, even your boss, even your coworkers. So here's a game to play Ooh. for this next coming week. Pretend that everybody in your life, particularly those that you have harmonies with, pretend like this is the first time you are meeting them, that you've never met them before, and everything they do in that encounter, whether it's going out to dinner or that evening when you get home from work, pretend 
that that's all you know about them is what they're presenting right then and really see it with new eyes. That's called becoming conscious because everything changes. I remember um, I love to go out to the Buddhist temple in Poolsville and go across the ferry in Leesburg. And uh, one day I was crossing it, and I know the expression, you can never step on the same river twice or the same piece of water twice or whatever. And I, got, I, I, I knew that, but it really dawned on me and became part of my inner experience that that river isn't the same river I was crossing, that the next morning everything is completely different, it's a new river, but yet in my mind I was holding it as the Potomac, it's the river. Well, we're like that too, we are just consciousness moving through the scaffolding of matter and so we are a different person every day and we don't allow ourselves to be a different person because we even relate to ourselves unconsciously. <laughs> That's very funny. So then you're suggesting that we re-language our relationship with everyone and everything, which I agree. And they now have an app for that, which is called the Amnesia app. And yeah, as soon as you hit the button, you forget everything about everything, and then you get to reset it up. The other version of that is far more expensive. It's called reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to... Um, uh, meet the person all over again with absolutely no idea you knew them or any of the past life history. And the reason they won't let any of us directly into our past lives is that pretty much the odds are you'll make the same exact faux pas again. You'll just repeat the pattern. So they keep us in the dark about this until we certain privileged of us uh, manage to um, get it together to be able to see people's past lives. But then again, um, taking the person um, into the past life. Uh, so let me just continue with the idea of um, the relanguaging, which is a very, very important thing to do. And you're right, that's a very astute observation. You relanguage your relationship with you. Every time you use the word can't, you ha you're asleep. Okay, if you use the word won't, and the language codes or books are full of uh, well, words that keep us asleep within ourselves. Uh, should is guilt manipulation. This goes on and on and on. Well, I, just to, to finish yeah. one little thought, and then I, I, I would love Go to ahead. hear where you're carrying that because no it's idea. fascinating. But when we relate to ourselves in that way, calling us the Potomac instead of seeing us as a whole new set of water or consciousness mm -hmm. every time, uh, guilt is something that keeps us in that old idea of ourselves. So let's say you made a mistake. Let's say you broke up with somebody that you wished you had never broken up with. Or you betrayed a friend and they never talked to you again and you quit that perfect job. Whatever that is that you are having the most regret about, you are still living your life as if you were that river and beating yourself up and, and limiting you. And it's all a state of mind. You are a completely different river now, specifically because you made that decision. And so get to know what that river is because there's some reason behind it. Look at yourself as a new river. And mm -hmm. then it becomes easy to see everything else. So that's obviously the place to start. Oh yeah. I have a completely new, st new state of mime. It's not the same and well, elucidate. Boy, that's the first miming I ever did. Wow. I didn't mime at all. Okay. As long as we're having fun. Believe me, that's the name of the game around here. So one, two, three, you are awake. 
because this has got to come to an end because our unconsciousness is going to get everybody knocked off. The war, oh, no, that's... <laughs> I that's going to say knocked off. I was going to say, hmm. As long as knocking is involved, with or without doors, we don't mm -hmm. care, just knocking. Where was I? Duh, 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 duh. Waking up. Uh, yeah, because the war is as unconscious as it gets. There's nobody in the war that has any idea why they're there. Oh, yes, I'm a patriot. Oh, yeah, that, there's an awake attitude. Okay, but no, this is enough. Uh, let's, let's take everybody is their own authority. It's not an existentialist piece of nonsense. You are the only one that tells you what to do. I don't care if you have a boss that thinks they tell you what to do. You agree to do what the boss says, but it, and it's, I guarantee that's not your idea. Especially if it's one of these jobs they offer people that are less than conscious. Is there another type of job? Hmm? Yeah, could be. All right, so what we're oh, uh, living a conscious life is that that difficult for you to for me? Okay, first person. I find that I can fall asleep. Things will set me off, but I don't stay there nearly so long as I did. Um, and I have all kinds of little flags that pull me right back because the minute you are unconscious, you are not enjoying this. You could be um, uh, watching a television program and thinking that you're un uh, enjoying yourself, but the reality of it is it's the unconscious part of you. You don't have to do that anymore, with the exception of our program, of course. But what if we all stopped watching TV? What if, what if there was a Facebook group that decided they would drop out of Facebook for something like 90 days? They would not post, they would not look, they would not check. And 9 out of 10 of them, I think it's a higher percent than that, fine 19 out of 20, fine 29 out of 30, didn't want to go back, didn't want to know any of that, didn't want to do that anymore. And you want to know why? It's because you, within yourself, have access to absolutely everything. If you phrase something as a question, what am I missing on Facebook? If you phrase something as a, phrase something as a question, you have automatically taken the answer and thrown it completely outside of you when it was in you to begin with. And it's the same thing with you know, the social media. It's become, um, what is the word for that, toxic? The other word for the mecca of um, people just barbing it. Nah, there's enough of this. Let's take back our lives. Let's, let's be okay with well, being okay. Well, since you brought up Facebook and oh, everything, yes. this is Did something I? That, um, that I think is an interesting thing. I believe that everything has a saturation point, <laughs> let's say. Like if you put 30 eggs in a nest, it's going to break the branch. The nest will fall out. There, there, there is a, um, you know, I don't want to use the word limit, but there kind of is. There's a, there's a saturation point. Use limerick. So is there a saturation point with friends? And I am putting forth the fact that there is a saturation point. There once was a time where it was rare to find someone that you could connect with. There wasn't all these um, computer-based ways of meeting people. And so when you met someone, you really looked to get to know who they were. You opened your heart to them. But now that all, all our old trauma from school and being popular or not popular and everything, I find that people are, are kind of in a race to have more and more acquaintances and less and less real people that you connect with. And 
I, I think that we're saturated with friends and it's causing people to have a lot of stress yeah. and causing a lot of dysfunctional dynamics just across the board. Uh, it, it's just more prevalent in my practice. What I see is people mm -hmm. having issues with acquaintances and friends. And so maybe if you are on Facebook and all that, look and say, of the people that I know, or all the people that you meet at parties or workshops or gatherings, and you get, you know, dutifully get all of their emails and try to keep in touch. My sister used to say friendships are gardens and you have to water them with attention, and I, I really do believe that that's true. If there are too many, it's too stressful. So something to think about. I'd like to hear people's ideas on that as well if you wanted to call in or email us at our email, which is telepathictv at yahoo.com. And uh, this is the uh, latest painting I've um, posted on, f uh, on the website. And this is uh, uh, born out of a dream that I had. In the dream, of the Republican Party, after three presidential fails in a row, had hired me to get their candidate elected. And in the dream time, and quite accurately, I said, oh, that's a very easy thing to do. And they agreed to pay me, and that was fine. And what I did was I made all these concentric circles. And in the very center of the innermost circle, I wrote the name of the candidate, which is not me, it was a woman, okay? And uh, she was elected. And um, when I came back from the dream time, it struck me that I wouldn't mind being in the inner circle. And if anyone is interested in being in the inner circle, it is possible for me to render such a device for you. Uh, just let us know. And uh, this is uh, basically the blueprint of how this works. This is uh, a lot of things work on that particular blueprint, far more than we've, we know or realize. But our show this evening is very much on the subject of awakening us from unconscious and eventually we'll do shots of the noodle waveform guys that have come into existence over the last few days because they wouldn't be quiet until I made them. And these are all the, uh, and you know what that's like, uh, all the uh, smaller the scale. waveforms. <laughs> blaming the waveforms. Yes, because they wouldn't be quiet until, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's an act of love, making waveforms and, and... They're very beautiful. Well, thank you. I am so glad that you made that small version. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times people like to have them at their office, on the desk, or, you know, in multiple places. So they're beautiful works of art, and they're great devices, too. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lynn. They are cute. <coughs> yeah, there we are. Okay, so they're all copper one. Wow, look at them. Get out of there. Okay, the copper one in the center. Um, and they are on the left side of your screen, I'm assuming. Uh, the, uh, we're sinking into the, there we go. And we're coming up on the copper one. That's all copper, all the time. It's solid, solid copper. copper. All the way through. Uh, that's a lovely little copper ball. And the furthest left is the quartz. And uh, then the rose quartz. I uh, believe this is obsidian. And then finally the uh, amethyst with the rose quartz focus device lens. Hanging uh, point. Hanging point lens, whatever that is. 
And um, they work. They're a dynamic method by which we can uh, accelerate our ascending consciousness. And uh, to further ascend this way, um, we would like someone to call in with a word for body consciousness. Another way, you, you're aware of mental consciousness. Your body has a consciousness. Your soul has a consciousness. We wanted a word for body consciousness. So I have a game to play with it. Anyhow, um, let me see what else. Oh, on living the conscious life. On living the conscious life is um, easy unless we, we're so swept away from it and we don't know it and you can be swept away for uh, years and years and years. I saw a uh, movie one time where this woman was beginning to get Alzheimer's and uh, she would lose it completely and she had a caretaker and I remember three or four times in the movie uh, she asked how long was I gone that time you know she kept saying that how long was I gone that time and at the beginning of the movie it was an hour and uh, a little ways into the movie it was a day and a, you know it was a week and it was a month and um, that's what happens when we become unconscious we aren't here that's not us anymore. That's a bunch of programming that has taken over its device. If that ever happened on your iPhone, you would take the thing and well, you <laughs> the know, deepest part of the ocean. You know how I explain to people uh, about that is, picture at the beginning of your life you have a hundred coins and you go through life and that's your energy and your attention and everything and then you have a particular trauma happen and Five, uh, five of your coins is spent trying to deal with that or suppress your feelings about it and then you move on and you have all this anger at somebody and then ten more coins are spent. And all, all the different things that happen in our life that we don't deal with or that we become unconscious to that we don't even know they're there, we get to a place in our life where we've got ten coins that we're living on or maybe two coins like this woman that you're talking about. We get to the place where we just don't have any of our life force anymore because it's all kept guarding things. It's all kept guarding oh, things that we're well afraid fun. of. Yeah. And I, I have had so many realizations I, I, all my life, but since we got back from the Serpent Mound, certainly a lot of them. Yeah. And one of them was I was becoming aware of how much of our time each of us have where we are afraid where we are afraid and that, that we do things out of fear and protection. I, wa I raised my children on my own with no child support, etc., pretty much untrained at anything when they were younger. And so I, I became that river that was constantly attempting to protect those innocent lives and these things that I had charge over and I just uh, wished to be the best I could be with that. But I, I, I felt like I was constantly protecting them, protecting our life, you know, uh, doing that. And I realized recently that I had still been identifying with the part of me that was protecting my children and my life and my parents and people that I had taken care of and that I could let that go now, the idea of that and see that there is this flowing consciousness that is really me. What's going on? Oh, okay. Did you want to say something? No, no. I was just listening to what you were saying. That's very good. To, to release this stuff ah. is to become conscious all the way around. And it's an important thing to do. And um, I wonder how we're doing um, on um, 
on the web. I ju that just struck me as to why we haven't had response to things. But that is an aside. Okay. You mean the show streaming? Yeah. Well, I guess we will find out after the show. <laughs> okay. um, speaking of the web, mm -hmm. uh, there is a glitch in our website where it just comes up blank. And ah. I've been uh, getting it to work part of the time. I have to contact some people that are halfway across the world, so I'm waiting for it to be daytime there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, hopefully that will get going. Yeah, no, it just struck me. I wouldn't have even spoken it. Um, just this idea. So, what... Um, anyway, just to finish up, the, I yeah, guess, um, just how much of your life are you living protecting something or in, in an old fear or in an old role or an old duty that's not even you anymore, but yet you're still going about doing that. And I think this, that we have different phases of our life where, where we deal with different things and it's not really cataloged like early child development and everything. But there's a time in your life where your kids really are grown up and they have families of their own. And so it's the next phase. It's like, well, what do I do when I'm not the river called mother or the river called wife if you leave your marriage or whatever? It's like, what do I do with that? And so what we're talking about is a great tool, not just for higher consciousness, for your spirituality, but for all the changes that happen in your life, the changes that you go through. You, even in your job, when you're in your 20s and 30s, there's this great ambition, I have to do this and this and this. And what about in your 50s and 60s, where you don't want to go and you don't want to butt heads with you know, the antlers like the young bucks. You, you just want to do your job and you want to start developing more of your life outside of that. And what about the marriages that shift and change? The kids have grown up and left. You have to redefine what that river of your relationship is now. And when you try to compare it to the roles and the rivers that you used to be, it looks like, oh, I've lost everything. It's over. There's nothing left. No, there's everything left. But you just have to put on glasses that let you see in the now instead of in the past. So it, the implications are endless about how you can apply this to every area of your life. Yeah, definitely. And it is time for this uh, change to happen. Uh, another factor that people um, lose consciousness over is our constant forgetfulness about the fact that we are indeed connected to the very center, we're connected to the heart, we're connected to God, we're connected to whatever word you want for that, uh, but we're connected to this um, and can never be disconnected. And the minute you are unconscious, you are still connected, but definitely it's a narrow band of uh, wavelength you're connected on, but you will never not be connected. And so every time I say, one, two, three, you are awake, you're awake. Uh, that's to reinstate that connection. So it struck me the other day that the uh, question mark is that cord that connects us that has been cut off and it curls in on itself. Mm -hmm. And so that's the question mark on top of your head. You're forgetting you're connected. But you're also looking for the answer within yourself. Yeah, but still. Well, I, 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 have, um, I, I see what you're saying about questions and I know it's time for the duck, but I feel questions can be very useful at times too. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And... We have to stop using this music. I can't post on YouTube. All right. Thank you.
All right, Mary's Magical Message Cards. I got great changes are underway. It is time to open up to your potential. Let your light shine for all the world to see. Your relationships are mirrors of the relationship you have with yourself. What is, what is the mirror telling you? I don't know, I have to look. Thank you. All right. Good dangling there. <laughs> Somebody okay. give her the black belt and dangling. That was a really good job. Yeah, Seriously. Right. It was just like so easy to grab it and everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now is when people may call in for a reading. Well, I was, you know, mine was your, your potential. Mm -hmm. That Geico commercial where Pinocchio was giving a, a self-help seminar. And he goes, you have potential, you have potential. And you see this guy mm. getting all excited and then his nose grows and he goes, <laughs> he just is crestfallen. It's really amusing. I had a crestfall once, God. Indeed. Uh, indeed, yeah. So this could be... Well, then, in the very spirit of fun, which is all you're going to do on this planet, it's really worth... Uh... Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Good evening, Mary. Good evening, Neville. It's Christine. Hi. Christine, hi. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so ha I feel like this show is dedicated to me. I, I yes, was... it was. We didn't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want uh, a few things. Um, I, I, I hope I can name my television provider. I just moved, and yeah. I, I yes. have Verizon. I wasn't thinking that I would be seeing you guys again. I no. thought when I left Cox, I'm not going to see you, and so there you are. Yes. I'm very, ha I'm very happy about that, and um, I was flipping channels, tuned in just to hear Neville start speaking about basically, this wasn't the word you used, Neville, this is mine, about basically living with a purpose or living with intention mm -hmm. and starting the day that way. So I needed that um, reminder because mm -hmm. so many times I find myself, I'm in a little bit of a state of flux right now, having moved and have a few good but life changes um, happening. So I needed a reminder because you can kind of go through life being washed by the river, just kind of flowing <laughs> with the river and not really having a purpose and, and doing something with an intention. And I, and I need to be focused in that way. So that was, that was perfect timing and it kept me glued to the set. Mary, um, I attended the, the, the party for the 700th um, live broadcast. Oh yeah. Yes, and I intend to get back down or attend some of both of your workshops. If you just recently did a Serpent Mound trip, I'm so sorry I missed it. I'm from Ohio. We often took field trips to the Serpent Mound mm -hmm. wow. um, when mm -hmm. I was in school. So I, I intend one of these years to, to, in, you know, to, to join you. Yes. Anyway, um, the night of your show, you were giving away little door prizes. And I was the uh, recipient of Mary's Magical Message Cards. Oh, yes. And they have become quite a hit. Uh, I have them in a bowl uh, by my bed. Not that a lot of people are accessing <laughs> 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 them from there. Let me be perfectly clear about that. Yes. But I gather, them, I gather them up in the little um, bag, and I have them in my purse. And... Uh, at my office, people are always, do you have your cards? I need a card. And oh, so, that's no. very sweet. That's yeah, good that's, to yeah. know. Yeah. Thank you. So if anyone uh, gets to the website and sees those, they are a fun and sometimes profound and so, just a, 
a nice thing to have. Oh, so, well, thank you, um, thank you. So I'm like I said, I'm excited. This is a perfect show for me tonight. You, you, Neville, you got me refocused with you know living. I'm, I'm I am meant to live with intention, and so I am going to be doing that. And may I have a reading, Mary? Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you, so you Christine. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm so glad that you found us again and, yeah. and all that. And thank you for the feedback on the cards. Sometimes it, you know, you do like, you know, things are just out there and you never know. So it's that great. You can reach us on the net yeah. also. Yeah. And you can watch us online anytime, but we're all over Verizon, all, all over Virginia. Okay, so the first card is claiming your power, and it is interesting because that's essentially what you were saying to her is to live consciously, claim your power, the crown. You're the king or queen of your own life. There isn't anything else out there, um, even though it may look that way. So it's telling you, look at everything we were talking about tonight. We get into the flow. I was talking earlier about the river. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I, I looked at the Potomac, I always think of it as, oh, the Potomac River. But it's not the Potomac River. It's the Potomac's river, mm -hmm. uh, rivers. That's good. Um, like many, many different rivers. Every, every split second, it's a different river. And this is talking about once we make a decision, the universe really does spring to action, as we've said on the show for a long, long time. And everything starts to flow. This is saying um, the flow is a balanced thing. If we are giving too much, we feel, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Drawn or, or mm -hmm. depleted, depleted. If we don't give enough, we feel bloated or too full. And so the river is saying when we relax, claim our power, make our decisions, which is even more powerful than an intention because it implies you're, you know, that's already been done, a decision. And then everything flows in perfect balance. That can also be talking about cash flow increasing. So um, I, I feel like maybe there's a raise or something like that that might be on the horizon. Then the silence card is saying that we all, in order to hear ourselves, we must step into our own silence. And um, it's calling to you. So if you have a chance to go away to the beach or something, that, that would be a good thing. Do we have another call? Oh, excellent. I just wanted to say that one day science will probably split the second and then... Uh, It'll be a first? Or, or a third. We're never sure about that. Uh, then the time ought never be the same again. That's true. Which is a quote from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville and Mary. This is Joan. Um, Joan. I'd like to have a reading um, on my love life. Okay. And okay. I'd like to hang up now so I can listen to you. Okay. Well, thank you, Joan. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. So the first card is the family. Now this could be talking about the influence of the family, that, that if you're talking about your love life, maybe something that's already there, family, family beliefs could be impacting that in some way. I would just say look at that. It could be things that, examples that you, you learned from that or, or maybe the other person's family is having a bearing on it. But one thing that is certain that it's saying is that you are really looking to find the family within yourself and have partner be a part of that and really don't settle for anything else. And being alone isn't so bad anyway. Uh, we think it is. I know it seems like it. We have the biological imperative and everything, but it's much better to have that relationship based on true desire and love rather than have it being because we're fleeing fear, uh, the fear of aloneness or whatever. So at any rate, 
Um, think about that. The second card is flexibility, being flexible. That's another great component there, is to be flexible. And whatever is going on right now that may have led you to call and ask the question, I, I do feel like it's a temporary thing. And maybe um, the, le the less it's resisted, the quicker it will pass through its, its thing. And then we get the romance card. And one of the things I wrote uh, for the romance uh, card is that romance is really something that we first do with ourselves. We usually take a shower and we're, you know, and if we did that to another person, we could get charged with assault sometimes the way we treat ourselves. So romance is being kind. Do something loving to yourself. Uh, put the soap on kindly and lovingly. And it's that feeling that then inspires it to happen on the outside. It's not the outside that then brings it inside. And so this is saying for you to start treating you how you wish uh, the partners to treat you as well. And it can be a predictor of some lovely uh, romantic thing coming up, going to a deeper level or something new. Yeah, that kind excellent. Of thing. And um, we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. 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 All right. I'm just calling for a reading from Mary, mm -hmm. and um, I'll take the answer offline. Okay. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank and you thank so much. Thank everyone for calling. It's so kind. Yes, we always love the callers, so thank you. Well, we got the flow card again, very appropriate to the conversation tonight. Everything is flowing. The river flows, we flow. And, and so if we look at what we were talking about earlier, where I, uh, about the Potomac thing, and how we have the identities of uh, protecting our children, but yet now we don't need to anymore, or whatever, it's like taking those old identities off. This is saying, look at something. I, I just feel you're ready for a big change, a big change spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally, and that there might be a trip coming up that would be a great catalyst for you in that way. Communication, uh, letting communication flow. Uh, I know you've hung up to take the call offline, but I would ask you, have you considered doing some automatic writing or some channeling? Because it does feel like maybe uh, things are leading you to that, that particular thing. And all of that involves being able to commit to yourself because we don't do these great things that we all dream of because we're so afraid of our own judgment. It may look like we're afraid of the judgment of our boss or our spouse, but really when those people disapprove of us, we disapprove of ourselves. So looking in the mirror saying, I commit to you, I'm not gonna beat you up, will open up some of these other gifts that you have. So Excellent. thank you, Edith, mm -hmm. and all that called. Yeah. And so we're in good shape. And we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays, if anyone would like to join us. And uh, let's see, the Arcturians coming up. The um, Yes, I'm going to post some things. We'll have the bowls again in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. We will have um, um, some other things. I'm going to be doing Psychic Development Part 2 over a weekend in the not-too-distant future as mm -hmm. well. And anyone who's struck by the uh, inner circle painting uh, may find that something. That's beautiful. It's yeah. so creative. And calming also. Mm -hmm. And it really, when I was, I didn't realize it was a blueprint until I looked at it a couple days later, <laughs> that that was the blueprint of uh, how that works. So, um, telepathictv at yahoo.com and... Uh, and telepathictv.com. Yeah. Um, and you can use all four of my decks online too. Excellent. Uh, it seems like something else is going on. Still doing uh, 
uh, palmistry and face reading is a two or three to one method by which we yeah, uh, another mentor. serpent mound in the fall. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, someone called in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be this fall, so stay tuned. Probably give October. Us an, give us an email if we don't already have it. Okay, it was our and joy and honor to take you to the door. And you did a good job. Now, just go. Thank you.